When you take the belief of it's not a sales call, it's a performance, you will sell better over time. You will close more deals. And you'll also scare your competition. It's one of the coolest things that you could do to get better at sales and to be better at sales. Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from Sacramento, California. Today is an amazing day. Today, we're going to talk about a concept called it's not a sales call, it's a performance. And this has a lot to do with how you sell and what you do and how you performance out of your job. And at the end of the day, you will find that most salespeople in your industry do not take their job seriously. And if you follow the 80-20 rule, it says that 80% of salespeople really shouldn't be in sales. I call those people sales associates. And so it's not you against the whole world of sales, it's you against the top 20%. And if you want to be in that top 20% and you really want to perform, this belief is a good adaptation for you to work with. This means that the wing it method can't be used. And I can't tell you how many times that I have been in the car with salespeople and for whatever reason, they just don't want to put in the work. They want to put in, they don't want to put in the effort. They do the bare minimum to close a deal. And if you could see how many times that I have been in the car with a salesperson and how many times that they just hope and pray they close a deal from putting in the minimum amount of effort, it would probably shock you. It happens more often than you think. And this is why one of the reasons you show up on a job site, you meet with a buyer, you meet with a vendor, and you look at the pricing of the competition, and you're like, what in the world are these people thinking? That's the bare minimum. They're hoping for a price match. They're hoping for a discount. They're hoping what they for what they can do to close a deal without putting in any work, without putting any effort. And at the end of the day, if you want to be good at what you do, you're going to have to sacrifice a few things. And it could be time. It could be money. It could be ego. Uh, there's a lot of things for you to sacrifice in order for you to get better at what you do. So I made a list of things for you to help with the understanding that it's not a sales call, it's a performance. When you think of the difference between somebody who's acting and somebody who's performing, it's a huge, huge distinction. Somebody who's acting is just like, oh, I'm going to kind of come do this. And somebody who's performing is at the highest level possible. So this means you're probably going to need sales training or sales coaching. This means that you're going to have to put some time aside and give up a few things in order to make this happen. It could be that it's, it happens the first thing in the morning. It could be that it happens late in the afternoon. It could be that it happens in the evening. It could be that it happens on the weekend. And within this, you're going to have to role play. You're going to have to be uncomfortable. There's a lot of times where people will say, hey, Scott, I really want to work with you. And I say, okay, like, here's what the, the schedule is. And here's what we're going to do. And here's how we're going to make this happen. And they go, role play? I really don't want to role play. I'm like, hey, it's not a sales call. It's a performance. And if you want to perform, you have to be at the top of your game. I need to know what you're doing. And I need to see that you're having constant improvement. And the only way that I can validate that is to see what you're doing. And some people will go, well, you know what? This isn't for me because they don't want to put in the work and the effort. That's what the real deal. They don't, they don't want to do what it takes to be on top. They want to dream about it. They want to talk about it. They want to say that they're a closer, but at the end of the day, 
you're going to find that the top people are willing to put in the work and the effort. And this may be that you have to pay for your own coaching, your own mentoring, your own training, your own courses. You can't wait for somebody else to pay for it. And I see this happen so often where people are like, well, the, the company hasn't paid for it for me. Uh, sales mommy, sales daddy hasn't taken care of it, so I'm not going to do it. And in the world of sales, like if you're not willing to invest in yourself, why should somebody else be? Why should somebody else invest in your future? And this is a way that companies look at it. Sometimes I'll sit down with business owners and like, you know, Scott, the last couple of times that we've invested in sales, the salespeople haven't done any, anything with it. They don't really have any skin in the game. And we don't know if we want to invest this much money into what needs to be done. This is a real deal conversation. So think about this. If you're waiting on the sidelines going, hey, sales mama, hey, sales daddy, will you pay for my sales training? And they're like, uh, we're going to wait a little bit. Like you're out in the cold. Everybody else is selling circles around you because you're not willing to invest in yourself. Part of this is being willing to look dumb, being willing to be willing to look silly. And when you're dealing with a coach, when you're dealing with a mentor, there's going to be times where like, that's wrong. You got to do it again. That's wrong. You got to do it again. In 2006, 2007, I got a good friend, Chris Shaw, and I trained him how to be a top heating and air conditioning technician. And he was, he was the top guy in the United States for, I want to say eight or nine years. And he would tell me stories. He's like, Scott, I hated working with you first thing in the morning because you made me do stuff over and over and over again. And I couldn't recognize the difference, but I could see it out in the field. When I was doing the role play, I couldn't see it. And that's part of the problem. Like you don't have the same view that a coach or that a mentor does. And I think about that when I go through my own coaching and my own training, when I get frustrated, I think of my friend Chris and I'm like, hey, Chris told me the same thing. He hated working out with me in the morning, but you know he got to be the best in the United States at what he did. He was the top guy for a long time that everybody was trying to take down. Admit you don't know everything. I don't know everything. I know a ton, but I don't know everything, and I'm willing to learn everywhere that I go. If I'm going to a class, I'm taking a brand new notebook. If I don't have my notebook, I've got my computer. If I don't have my computer, I got my cell phone and I got a Bluetooth keyboard. I'm willing to take notes and I'm willing to admit I don't know everything. You know, I'm deep into this when it comes to my investment for time, effort, energy, and money. I'm still willing to say I don't know everything. And I'm always looking for that aha moment. I'm still taking classes today. I've got four hours of content that I got to go through for this week and then another four on Friday. Be willing to fail in the classroom. Be willing to say, hey, look, you know what? I'm going to suck inside of the classroom and I'm not going to be good in the classroom. But what I will do is I'll be better out in the field. I'll be better at what I do. I shoot a ton of YouTube videos and uh, Mr. Beast is a really well-known YouTuber. And he put out a tweet recently that says, if you want to get better at shooting YouTube videos, then what you do is you film 100 videos and you look to improve each one of them by a few percentage points. This is the same thing that happens inside of a sales call. You look for your ways to improve by a couple of percentage points in each call that you go to, and it does help you out over time. And, you know, sometimes people will say, well, I want to see straight line math, meaning if I put in the work and the effort right now, I want to see immediate results. And sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes you hit the wall. Sometimes you're like, this just doesn't make sense to me. This isn't, this isn't working. You got to go back to the drawing board. You got to go back to coaching. You got to go back to training and say, hey, look, I put it into effort and it didn't happen. And the coach or the mentor is going to say, tell me what you did. Tell me what you said. A good coach and a good mentor isn't going to diagnose what's going on. They're going to say, tell me what you did so that, you know, you can, you can give them the description of what happened. Now, you have to tell them what really happened. There's a lot of times where I'll coach people. And in the classroom, they can, they can tell me everything that they need to do, but out in the field, they're not doing it. So sometimes they sandbag and sandbag means they don't give their real performance. I will 
work with a salesperson in the classroom, they will get 100% of what needs to be done and the content and the delivery in the classroom, but when out in the field, they don't use it. So if you're going to go to a coach and a mentor and say, this isn't working, gosh darn it, you better be doing what they're teaching you out in the field. If you're just doing it in the room, if you're just doing it on the video session, it's not going to help you. And I look at uh, the world of sales. It's not a sales call. It's a performance. It's a can I constant and never ending improvement. C-A-N-I. That's an abbreviation where Kaizen is what the Japanese call it. If you take uh, the belief that you're always constantly looking for a little bit of lift, you're always looking for a little bit of improvement or a lot of improvement, you're going to find that things happen over time, but there's a lot of frustration, anger, uh, hurt that happens in this development. And this is why people bounce out is all of the emotional things that go along with it. It's frustrating to have somebody say, do it again. It hurts to say that sucked. I got to go over again. It's hard to say I lost a deal because I didn't do the job. A lot of times when you feel like you walk away from a job that like, oh, I got rejected. A lot of times it's not rejection. It's regret because you didn't do what needed to be done. You do have to outwork the competition. I have a different perspective than other people because most of the time I do ride with salespeople and I do get to see what they do right and what they do wrong. And most salespeople are very lazy when it comes to their presentation. Most salespeople will do the bare minimum, bare minimum. They won't put in the work. They won't put in the effort because if they do at the end, they have the belief that I put in the work, I put in the effort. Now I could be rejected. What ends up happening is they have that huge level of regret after the the sales presentation that they had, and they really didn't do anything with it. When you put in the work, when you put in the effort, at the end of the day, you're going to be exhausted because you're doing everything you can to make your sales happen. And there is there is more mental power being used, so it could it could just bring you fatigue. You could have problems at the end of the day. I like to look at what top people do in the world of different industries other than sales. So I'm going to give you two, two different aspects. One is going to be athletes. And when you think of the top athletes and when you think of the people who were the best at what they did, you know, I grew up in, in junior high in the eighties and that was the era of Larry Bird and Larry Bird would show up and shoot uh, free throws for hours before the game. You know, I was in growing up in the age of Michael Jordan and Michael Jordan would put in the work and put in the effort. And as of recently, Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant would go and practice before other people would get there. And that's just basketball. I mean, you could you could go down the list of all the people in professional sports that will are willing to put in the work and willing to put in the effort and show up before everybody else. And everybody's like, oh, you make it look so easy. Like, hey, you know, the, I put in the work and I put in the effort. If you haven't ever read the book Relentless by Tim Grover, like, oh my goodness, it's it's one of those books where this is this is a foundation of a belief of what it takes for you to be better at what you do. You gotta put in the work, you gotta put in the effort. I'm gonna let you in on a secret because I feel like you've earned it at this point from checking out this podcast and this episode of the How to Sell Show. One of the reasons why I create so much content and I put out so many videos and so many podcasts is this helps my belief. It helps me practice. It helps me say what needs to be said. It helps me go through thoughts. It helps me build lesson plans. It helps me go on location and say, like, I'm going to put in the work and I'm going to put in the effort. This isn't just something that I'm saying, hey, you should do this. I'm doing it as well. 2,500 YouTube videos, 100 podcasts at this point. Like, you can't outwork me. You can only underbid me. There's very few people out there in the world of sales who have as much content online as I do. Very few. Maybe, maybe 10. Maybe 10 people. I'm living this. I'm putting in the work. I'm putting in the effort. It's not a sales call. It's a performance. It's what you do before, during, and after the sale 
so that you can close the deals where others can't. You're like, hey, Scott, I get it. I got to put in the work. I got to put in the effort. But how do I get started? First, you have to you have to commit that you want it. You have to say, I want this. And you got to know what you're getting into because it is hard work. It is hard effort. It is emotional. There are days where you're like, I am exhausted. I'm tired. I'm beat down. I, I feel like I've given it my all. And there's going to be times where even though you feel like you're giving it your all, that you don't close deals. That you look back and you're like, I just... It seems like I'm spinning my wheels sometimes. I'm taking the coaching, I'm taking the mentoring, but I'm not just getting it. And sometimes that's what happens. It's not always immediate. So like know what you're getting into by saying, hey, yes, I want this. Look for ways to outwork the competition. I'm going to give you the easiest one. Show up on time. Just show up. Half the people that you sell against are late to everything. That means they're late to the appointment. They're late for proposals. They're late for delivery. And just by you showing up on time, you beat a heck of a lot of people. Take notes. Take notes. Most salespeople, I have sat through so many sales presentations with struggling salespeople where we go through the discovery phase and they're sitting there and they're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And buyers, you can see like the wheels are turning in their head. They're like, why are you putting me through the motions? I'm going to give you an example out of my life. I was in St. Louis at a really famous restaurant and the servers there, they don't write down your order. I have food sensitivity to vinegar. It's not quite allergies, but food sensitivity. It's uncomfortable for me. And sometimes restaurants will cook steaks uh, and food and they'll, they'll coat it with vinegar or they'll use some sort of topping that has that causes me problems. There was 20 people at our dinner table and I ordered some ribeye and the guy didn't write it down. And I'm like, dude, please tell me there is not vinegar or balsamic vinegar used to coat this, this steak because it will give me a lot of problems. And the guy was like, yeah, I promise, you know, we're good. And in the back of my mind, I'm freaking out going, please tell me there's not balsamic vinegar. I'm going to be in a lot of problems. So know that like just by showing up and taking notes, you're better than 50% of the people that you're working with. So that comes down to putting in the effort. Give a true presentation. Give a, a true representation of what you're doing. I mean, like look at a band. A band practices all the time. Top bands practice all the time. They do songs over and over and over again. You look like people who do dancing and choreography. They practice over and over and over again to do it right. You may have to give something up. You may have to give up TV. And in this day and age, it's not that big of a deal. You know, grew up in the 80s and 90s and the early 2000s. If you missed a TV show, you had to wait for it to be on the reruns. Now you've got TV on demand. You go to your favorite streaming platform and you look up the show and you can see any show that you wanted to see. It doesn't have to be on the time that it was presented. It, like people this day and age don't have that excuse like, oh, my favorite show's on TV. Watch the highlights. Scott, I got to watch the game. Watch the highlights. You're going to find out what happened. You don't have to, to see everything that was going on. Pay for coaching. Put some skin in the game. Put some skin in the game. Because remember, it's not a sales call. It's a performance. And if you're going to do that, if you're going to go down that path, you are going to have to pay for a lot of your own coaching, a lot of your own training, a lot of your own programs, reading your own books, you know, uh, downloading your audio books, whatever it takes for you to do. Last on this list of getting started, set up role play with an agenda. This is something that normally happens. Here is the danger. Hi, I'm Scott. I want to put a role play class together with people and people are going to say, yeah, I want to be there. And without an agenda and without somebody in charge, it turns into a coffee and donuts meeting. And it turns into somebody just showing up and everybody turns into a complain fest. And you do not want to have a complain fest first thing in the morning. You don't want to complain fest all day long, but specifically, you do not want one first thing in the morning because what's going to happen is you're going to start your day with everybody complaining. I mentioned my friend Chris Shaw uh, of what we used to practice. And we would practice the first two minutes of, the, of our, our sales presentation. 
And we did our door approach over and over and over again. And so we would knock on the door. We would open the door. We would close the door. We would give our presentation. And this is the way that it worked for us. Every other salesperson, every other technician, every other person in our industry, on their first call, they were practicing. On our first call, we were already 15 calls deep. We had already practiced and got everything done and out of the way that we needed to do. And people would come and role play with us and they'd be like, you guys are, you guys aren't doing what you really do. And we would say, look, this is what we do on Monday through Thursday. We do door approach. We knock on the door. We, we go through our first two minutes of the call consistently over and over and over and over and over again. And then on Fridays we role play and we have some fun. And the people would come in and they would, they would say, no, there's no way that this is how you're making sales. And we're like, we have you beat on first impression. We've already, by the time that you run your first call, we're on our 15th or 20th. We've already done this multiple times. We're good to go. You're going to have people who come in and call you a liar. They're going to call you a cheat. They're going to call you a fraud. They're going to tell you that you're doing everything wrong because you're making them look bad. Every time that you make other people look bad, they resent you. Because they look and they go, I could be doing that and I'm not living the life that I could. So I'm going to take it out on you. So you do have to be prepared for this. You do have to be ready for somebody to, to throw your name in the dirt and kick it around and call you a liar, a cheat, and a fraud. When you're, when you're going through this process of belief of it's not a sales call, it's a performance, you're going to find that there's also people that are drawn to you, good and bad. There's people who will come to you and be like, I want to be a part of what you're doing It looks magical. And then there's going to be people who say, I want to be a part of what you're doing. It looks magical, but they're coming to, to destroy what you're doing. And it doesn't make sense. It does not make logical sense one bit. Your brain is going to tell you, I don't understand why they're coming to tear me down when I'm trying to do something so good. Because in their mind, if they show up and they appear and it looks like they're trying to help, but the, what they're really doing is tearing it down, they don't have to change. They don't have to put in the work. They don't have to put in the effort. And from this, you're going to lose friends. You're going to lose people who you thought were friends, but you're going to gain new ones. When people see that you're putting in the work and the effort, they take note. They're like, I went through the same thing. I see what you're going through. I know the next uh, hoop that you're going to have to jump through. I know the next hill that you're going to have to climb. I know the next problem you're going to have. I see what's going on. And people who are on the inside of it's not a sales call, it's a performance, they recognize skill. Game, recognize game. That's the way to say it on the street. You're going to see how lazy people are in your industry and it'll make you laugh because your, your effort, even if you just give a little bit more is going to be way more than what everybody else is doing. There's probably somebody in your industry that when you hear that person's name, you're like, I hope I don't have to go up against them. That's where you want to be. And what you're going to find is when you have that name, people sandbag it. They're just like, great. Scott Sylvan Bell's coming in. I'm not even going to put in the effort or fill in your name, whatever your name is today. Hey, Bob. Hey, Bob's coming. I may not even, I, I shouldn't even put in the effort. Your name's Jim. Hey, Jim's showing up. I'm not going to put in the effort. Oh, your name is Jane. Jane's showing up. I'm not putting in the effort. Your name's Sally. Whatever your name is, you want people to be like, oh my goodness, that's who I'm going up against today. And you want them to be a little bit nervous about like, oh, I know that this guy is going to do everything right. And sometimes you do lose buyers. Sometimes you don't, you don't win every deal. I get that. But I am saying that there is an element when you go through the belief of it's not a sales call, it's a performance. You take things more seriously. You write better. You give better proposals. You give better presentations and your buyer sees it. But it's not just your buyer that sees it. It's your competition too. When you adopt the belief of it's not a sales call, it's a performance. Your sales increase, your stature increases, 
your ability to close deals increases. And the really cool thing is it freaks out other salespeople to the point that they don't even do their job. It's not a sales call. It's a performance. It's a way of life. And it's a way of closing deals that most salespeople will never even try. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.